My mother despises my fiance and is threatening to cut off communication with me if I proceed with our engagement. I am recently engaged and my mother has been throwing a fit. My fiance and I met in early 2020 via Bumble. We had an instant connection and I couldn't have been happier. After an argument, we separated for about a month. But after several conversations and hearing each side out, we got back together much stronger than when we started. My mom hasn't been happy since then, over a year later. I'm a teacher and on spring break two weeks ago. He and I took a road trip to go snowboarding at various resorts out of state. At the beginning of the week, I had told him that there was a date coming up that was difficult for my family. It was the anniversary of my grandparents' passing. This happened over 20 years ago, but my mom still wallows in sadness every year. I told him that in recent years, I had been making it a point to do something good or happy that day so that it wouldn't forever be associated with something sad. He proposed to me two weeks ago on that day and of course the first person I wanted to call was my mom. She didn't pick up. I texted her the picture he took of me with the ring and she just wrote back that she was stressed at work that day but that the scenery was nice. I texted back asking if she noticed anything on my hand and she replied oh my god. She then called me and said that today was not a good day. That she was swamped at work and that I knew what today was and that she can't handle any other thing being thrown on her plate. I told her that I would call her later that day but ultimately I didn't because I knew she would make it about herself, which on my engagement day, I didn't want to deal with. When we got back from the road trip, my fiance dropped me off at their place. It was a chance for me to talk with them one-on-one. She wanted to see the ring, commenting on how beautiful it was. I also showed her and my dad the video of my fiance took of the proposal. She then took out their wedding album and showed me pictures and asked about what tentative plans we had. I told her that we picked out a venue, the place where we proposed, and that the date was going to be August of 2023. She then said, Okay, well that's a while from now. Plenty of things can change between now and then. When I got home with our dog, my fiancé suggested my parents come over for breakfast so we could properly celebrate the next morning. They agreed, and the minute they got there, my mom completely ignored him. My dad went up to him, gave him a hug and said congratulations to him. Instead of anything from my mom, she went into wedding planning mode with me and making a guest list saying I need to invite people that I haven't talked to in years simply because they're family and essentially saying that it's absolutely necessary. I told her that I want to keep it to less than 60 people and with everyone she's included, I had over 60 people on my invite list alone. My fiance is South American and has a few friends in the United States and we're working to get some of his family members to the States. Either way, his list is about 15 to 20 people and she didn't even take those folks into consideration. She would also ask me questions about what color we want to use or what he wants to wear and I keep suggesting that she asked him directly since he was 10 feet away from her making breakfast and wanting to be a part of the process. She barely acknowledged his existence the entire time. After breakfast, my mom and I took my dog on a walk and she asked me for probably the 10th time since we had been back together, what changed with him? I told her like every time she asks that he and I had a long conversation and are happy with getting back together. And if she really wants to know what changed with him, she could ask him directly. She hates confrontation. So I know that's why it's never going to happen. In the time that she and I were gone, my fiancé was at home with my dad, and he discussed with him that he's here to stay, he will take care of me, and he knows that there is some kind of awkwardness between him and my mom and wants to fix it. My dad said to let it be, and she'll get over herself at some point, but that my dad has no problem with him and is happy to call him his son-in-law. The next morning, I was dropping off my dog on the way to school to my parents. I calmly told my mom that I didn't appreciate how she ignored my fiancé's existence yesterday when we were talking about the wedding. She replied, 
replied, it was intentional. I told her that he wants to be a part of the planning process and he wants to sit down with her and clear the air. She was playing a game on her phone the entire time I was saying this and said, I don't care about his feelings. I want nothing to do with him. Since then, a week and a half later, my mother has been giving me the silent treatment. She and my dad's anniversary was earlier this week and I said, happy anniversary to them. And he said, thanks. She didn't even acknowledge that I was there at all. She was staring at the television, completely ignoring me. I told her I loved her and I was leaving and still absolutely nothing. This morning, I wanted to at least see if she acknowledged me. So I went to where she was getting ready and told her good morning. She said, we need to disentangle ourselves financially from you because I'm done. You don't want to hear what I have to say. I don't agree with him. I don't agree with the engagement. I think you're settling. You seem to prioritize him over everyone else in your life. If you need me in case of an emergency, I'll be there. But otherwise, day-to-day things, I'm done. I told her that we'll talk this evening when she and I don't have to be at work at a specific time. I'm at such a loss for words. She has pulled this behavior too many times and I'm over it. I have suggested therapy since I truly think she's been depressed since my grandparents passed away. She loves to dwell on the past. Yes, therapy costs money and she's very stingy with her money, but it doesn't mean you're weak. I've gone to therapy several times and it has done wonders for me. If she doesn't get her way, she throws a fit. She refuses to let me be an adult and make my own decisions, whether or not she's okay with the decision. She can't stand the fact that I don't need her to be successful and that I'm starting my own life and creating my own family. Yes, I have relied on her and have valued her opinion and taken into consideration with things in my life, but this is just too much. I've gone to Google, of all things, and it sounds like she has some kind of narcissistic personality disorder, but when I go to talk to her this evening, I have no idea what to do. I plan to hear her out and not react. I'm going to stand my ground and maintain an even tone. I know that she is saying a lot of things to hurt me and get a reaction, but the more she does this, she's going to make a rash decision to not attend my wedding and regret that for the rest of her life. There's absolutely so much to unpack here, but first and foremost, the mom is absolutely in the wrong. This woman is clearly happy with her fiance, and the fact that her mother is being this childish and ridiculous is absolutely unacceptable. And while I think the woman in this story knows what she needs to do, to make it more clear for anybody who's listening, this lady does not need anything to do with her mother. She is 33 years old on the verge of starting her new life. And from the sounds of it, her mom's been pretty abusive and toxic most of her life. When she gets married, this is legitimately the first day of her new life with her husband. They both love each other and they want to have a wonderful future together. And I really hope the mom in this story chooses to be a part of that future instead of whatever she's trying to be right now. Because nobody deserves this kind of treatment. A crazy Karen and her family threatened to unalive me at work. I used to work at a go-kart track arcade type place. Most of the people who work there are anywhere from 15 to 19 years old. Me being 17 at the time of the incident. Because of the age of the employees, I can understand why someone who's much older might feel a little cautious about our dependability and ability to follow the rules. But I can assure you we never messed around and we never broke any rules, even with our dumb juvenile brains. For the most part, we were really good workers. I specifically worked the go-kart track. We had an outside and indoors track. I was working the outdoor track at the time. A big family of about 10 to 15 people walk up to the line and start getting into the go-karts. I stopped the one child and asked for her height because she looked too short to go on the go-kart. Turns out she was well below the height minimum and I told the crazy Karen that her daughter can't drive but since the go-kart is a two-seater she can ride as a passenger with someone else in the car driving her. This Karen and her husband were not having it. Apparently they were there earlier in the day when 
when I wasn't working, and the employee working there at the time let her daughter drive. I explained to her that my coworker made a mistake by letting her drive and shouldn't have driven the first time, and we will figure out which employee that was and reprimand them. I then told her that her daughter is allowed to drive the go-karts on the inside track because they are slower, and we let shorter, younger people drive them because of the increased safety. So if she wants, they can go in there or stay outside and just have her daughter ride as a passenger, whatever they want. And I guess today this evil, crazy Karen was not having it. Instead of being understanding and just making her daughter ride as a passenger, she told me she was going to slap me and my co-workers, who were also working on the track at the time, and then later saying she was going to unalive us, all while screaming at us and making a huge scene. I figured this was beyond my power, so I called my manager over to mitigate the situation. When my manager gets there, evil Karen and her husband pull out their phones and start recording me saying how I was being racist and derogatory towards them, and that because I was wearing my school's wrestling team sweatshirt, they figured out my school and were going to call them to tell them the horrible things I supposedly said to them. They also said they were going to post the video they took of me doing literally nothing and post it on social media. Now, I'm a pretty big guy, being 6 foot and 230 pounds at the time, and having multiple years of football and wrestling under my belt. I know my boundaries very well, and I know what I am capable of. Combined with my temper, I knew that if I had to stay around much longer, it would get ugly. I was in no mood to be putting up with their garbage any longer, so I quickly left to go clean inside and calm myself down. It wasn't my problem anymore, now that my manager was there. Apparently, they went back inside to scold the owner of the business, my boss, and the crazy Karen recorded her and gave her the same treatment she did to me, and the owner ran out of the building, a sobbing mess. My manager eventually lets them ride for free on the inside track, and they shortly left afterwards. The worst part was that the owner and the manager blamed it on me because apparently my large stature might intimidate people, and I need to be extra careful when people speak to me, and vice versa, which is totally ridiculous. I'm a calm guy most of the time, and I've always been very nice and courteous with employees, especially this terrible Karen. The fact that I didn't explode in tears at a little bit of confrontation puzzled me a little, and made me wonder if my boss should be allowed to be criticizing me, since she can't hold her things together. Never heard anything from my school or saw anything pop up on social media that led me to believe that they were just manipulating the situation to get a free ride, which my terrible manager gave them, instead of kicking them out or calling the cops like they should have. That is a horrifying situation to be in. These people literally threatened to unalive this guy, all because their daughter was just too small for the ride they were going on. Absolutely craziness. And the worst part about it is that the owner and the manager blamed the guy that was being yelled at. These people should have been banned immediately for life. Shunned, publicly shamed. You don't treat teenagers like that. At the end of the day, this guy needs to find a new job. And if he does decide to stick around there, he needs to call the police the next time these people come in. Because nobody deserves to be threatened over something so simple and mundane. I lost all my money to a cryptocurrency scam after my friend's hacked Instagram account referred me to it. This began on Monday morning and has tainted my mental state as well as humiliated me to my friends and family. I'm a 20-year-old male that recently started my electrical apprenticeship. I haven't had much money in my life, but I finally started to feel comfortable buying things for myself. Tools, clothes, food, etc. As well as planning to buy things I've wanted for a long time, like a new phone or a new guitar. So on Monday morning, I was working on the top of a high-rise with a lot of downtime in between tasks. During some of this downtime, I received an Instagram direct message from one of my buddies that I usually talk to a couple of times per week. He always sends me stuff he feels I would be interested in, so it wasn't exactly out of the ordinary when he sent me a message about how he invested $500 into Bitcoin and made 6,000 
$700 back. He provided a picture of his own phone showing the lock screen with notifications that $6,700 had been deposited into his bank account. His phone background was correct, so it seemed incredibly legit. Me, being the relatively broke and hasty fellow that I am, immediately inquired if it was real. He claimed it was and sent me the mining account he invested through. I know almost nothing about cryptocurrency and even about investing in general, so it seemed credible enough for me. I decided to invest $500 and followed the supposed steps given to me by this account in between work tasks. I wasn't paying too much attention, though, to what exactly I was doing. My lust for the chance to make a profit was far too tangible for me to stop and think. I continued sending money and following steps until Tuesday morning when they claimed that I had not followed instructions and that I would have to upgrade my account to proceed. The upgrades, of course, started at $2,000 and went upwards. This is where I finally realized what I had done. I had already sent them more than $1,500 when I told them that I no longer had that kind of money and that I couldn't pay for it. They then tried to get me to send a smaller amount. This is when I was sure it was a scam and a depressive dark mood fell upon me immediately. I called both my bank and the police, providing evidence of chat logs and the steps I followed. But as the money was sent through e-transfers, they bluntly told me that the likelihood of getting the money back and pressing charges are very slim. They are currently investigating it, but my hacked Instagram account continues to message everybody I know, presenting them with the same scam. I feel so ashamed and have taken multiple blows to my intelligence. I never once stopped to think that I dug myself into a huge hole. This is such a scary story. This is just evidence that you absolutely have to be careful with what you invest in. Something like this honestly could have happened to anybody. And thankfully, it was only $1,500 that this guy lost. It could have been much, much worse. I know lots of people who invest a lot of money into cryptocurrency, but if you're going to do it, you have to do it legit. And to be honest, getting a message from anybody about some shady deal that you can get by investing just a little bit of money and expecting to get this unbelievable amount back is most likely a scam. So you absolutely have to be careful where you put your money or else you just might lose it all. My new boyfriend is making me choose either him or my mom. I've recently started dating again and in a short amount of time became exclusive with this one guy. We've been dating for three weeks after becoming exclusive at the second date. We enjoy hanging out and dating, but I can't spend as much time as he'd want me to because I also have to take care of my disabled mom. My mom is 70 years old and has, among physical issues, some mental health problems as well. She also has paranoia and tends to have outbursts if I spend long amounts of time somewhere, especially if it's with somebody that I haven't known for a long time or that I don't know well. I typically need to call or text her periodically just to reassure her. Recently, I've had to delay a date because I've needed to help her with some things, all this related to her physical health as well as a lawsuit that she's currently going through, as well as to wait for a good opportunity to leave her alone for longer than usual. It's something I have to basically prepare for because I approach the subject when she's in a good mental health space. My new boyfriend thinks I'm choosing my mom over him and is basically putting a wedge into our relationship until I disobey my mom, if that means anything. To me, this isn't a question of obedience, but that I'm trying my best to maintain a relationship and at the same time cope with my mom's deteriorating health. But he thinks she is ruining things because she's the reason that I can't date or visit him any time that 
that he'd like us to. Does he have a point? Does it look like I'm clinging to my mom or that she's manipulating me and I'm actually in the wrong for thinking I can balance both relationships? It's never occurred to me that this was an issue because it never came up with any of the guys I've dated previously. They were okay with me taking care of her and delaying dates if it was necessary. They themselves would delay dates in order to attend a friend's party or take care of a visiting relative or do overtime at work. And I never held it against them either. What should I do? This new boyfriend sounds very toxic. I really wouldn't second guess yourself because this sounds like a really big red flag. It sounds like these are true colors slowly starting to leak out of him. I totally understand wanting to be there for your mom. And obviously that's a priority. And the fact that this guy can't understand that is really kind of disturbing. In my honest opinion, I think she really needs to determine whether she wants to be in this relationship or not. It seems like this guy is trying to wedge himself into an area of her life that he has no business being a part of. And in my opinion, she should probably just kick him to the curb. My girlfriend says that she's ashamed that I work for Uber Eats and DoorDash. First of all, I should say I am a foreign exchange student. That's why I can only work 20 hours per week. And the money I get for my job is not enough to pay for my rent, food, and university tuitions. So I get some help from my parents. But for some personal reasons, I can't ask them for much. And I am planning to ask for no money from them in the future. So I ride around on my bike and deliver food using Uber Eats and DoorDash with any time I could spare. With added benefits from getting some extra money, I also get my cardio in and honestly, it feels great to ride around in the area discovering new interesting places and restaurants where I could take my girl on a date. Now onto the subject at hand. Me and my girlfriend have been dating for seven months. One day, she tells me she feels ashamed that I deliver food and she is afraid her friends will humiliate her if they ever find out I deliver food in my free time. I honestly don't know what to say to this. I told her to get new friends and she got angry with me. She also said that I should get a real well-paying job and do something else. Well, I am trying to get a new job with better pay, but it takes time. And I am trying freelancing, but I can't build a decent portfolio because I have to study to maintain good results in university. And with her concerns of me eating only one meal a day, I said that I always struggled with my weight in my childhood. So one meal a day helped me to keep my weight down while I can cook and eat whatever I want without any worries. There's no reason to say I don't eat much because I am poor. Well, she's then implying I shouldn't be dating if I can't find a real job job or until I graduate from university. I feel devastated hearing this. I would say I'm not a bad partner by any means. I always dress the best I can and spend time with her whenever she and I are free. I also went out together with her friends and we had a great time. They had no complaints. Is this such a deal breaker in a relationship if someone works at Uber Eats or DoorDash? In my own personal opinion, this guy's girlfriend is not being very nice to him. It sounds like this guy is doing the best he can with the situation that's been placed in front of him. It also sounds like he doesn't have a lot of money. In fact, he only eats one meal a day, so he's doing the best he can while still trying to maintain good grades in university. Like this guy's working, he's working as hard as he can to get through school, and he's working hard to make money for his future. If she can't see that, then that's really unfortunate. At the end of the day, a job is a job. It's there to make money. And sure, you would love to pursue your passions for a living, but sometimes you just have to put your nose to the grindstone, make money, and get by. Overall, I really hope this guy finds the support that he needs, because from the sounds of it, his 
current girlfriend is just not there for him. Today I messed up by nearly blowing up all of my roommates when I tried to heat up a frozen can of soda. This happened during college. I was in my shared apartment lounging around when I had an inkling to have myself a Coke. I go to the kitchen and pull a can out of the fridge. This refrigerator did not ever seem to know the difference between refrigerator temperatures and freezer temperatures. So it was kind of random what you might end up with. And on this particular day, I hit the reverse lottery and found myself holding a frozen can of Coke. But I wanted Coke and I wanted it now. No worries. I had a solution. What I needed was some quick heat and conveniently located next to the refrigerator was a stove. I should note that I excel in situations like this because in no time at all, I had whipped out a pot with some water, some blazing high flame, and in the middle of it all, one soon to be unfrozen can of soda. Plan in place and executed perfectly, I went back to the living room to watch some TV. It's really kind of up for debate whether subconsciously I knew it would be a good idea to be anywhere near that kitchen because the bomb, as they say, had been lit. From here, I don't really have a concept of how much time passed. Two minutes? Ten minutes? However long it was, my world was quickly punctuated by a literal explosion. I had no idea what happened. A gas leak? A plane? I jumped to the floor to avoid doom. Very quickly thereafter, and while I'm still on the ground, my roommates came running into the living room. Dude, what happened? My senses slowly coming back. It kind of dawns on me that this may have been caused by my idea to basically light pressurized carbonation on fire. We run into the kitchen and to this day I still cannot believe what it looked like. There was soda. Sticky, sticky soda everywhere. But where was the can? The can was gone. Bits of aluminum had been blasted into the walls. The ceiling. Full metal shards. Literally half in the wall, half out. We literally stood there, mouths gaping at the apocalyptic scene our standard college kitchen had become. I still sometimes think about how lucky I was. I could have easily unalived somebody or unalived myself or my roommates who came into the room. Imagine if I had come in a moment earlier to stir the thing, head poked over it. I still get chills about it to this day. Yeah, this guy wins the Darwin Award 100%. This could have been absolutely horrible. He literally avoided an explosion in his own kitchen. I mean, I can't think of a worse way to go. This guy literally just wanted soda, but instead he nearly caused a funeral. Thanks for watching. Make sure to subscribe with notifications on. Check out the playlist at the top of the description for the next story. And if you're a streamer, use the copyright free music link down below on your streams. See you next time.